it's like having, yeah, having that structure uh, allows for the freedom. Without discipline, you can't have freedom. Clearly, going to the gym three or four times a week. So you know all about that. Yeah, I just, I actually started a very strict steroid regimen without <laughs> any exercise whatsoever. I want to see how that plays out uh, in my life. Uh, let, let's, let me just pull up. Let's start off with some Penny Powers quotes. It's a mantra. We, we start off with, with the, the brilliance of Danny McBride every morning. Let's, let's start with some Kenny Powers quotes. we got to meet our KP quota for the week. So this is just my first Google search, 64 Kenny Powers quotes from East Point Down. <laughs> I mean, there's a, so much positive, like, self-assurance. <laughs> I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. that's what it was. Yeah, maybe another one. About the is it is it like a character trait where it uses strange plurals? Do I have all the attentions of everyone? Because I don't think I don't think that's the way you're supposed to say that. You, know, you, you can see it in that first what what you know what's the term? What's the words? You see in the first character uh, that we watched with the um, that first movie, the kid where he's the karate instructor. It's like um, a, an attempt. To sound like overly affluent, yeah, 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 like it's an attempt to to, to like one-upsmanship, just Got to it. just to the people in the room, like that terrible person that that is so incredibly like uh, threatened by everyone and everything. Definitely not Sigma male. This is the great. This is probably my favorite one so far. Sure, I've been called a xenophobe, but the truth is I'm not. <laughs> I honestly just feel that America is the best country and all the other countries aren't as good. That used to be called patriotism. This is one of the, like, it's like first meta rounds of uh, like meta comedy on uh, American patriotism. Somebody told, somebody told me that Danny McBride moved to the East Coast to uh, escape Hollywood uh, liberals so he could do the show that he wanted to do, but completely from like a political standpoint. That's not, that's not right. I had to look that up. He did oh, really? leave Hollywood. He definitely did leave Hollywood, but he's definitely doing his character's in uh in jest and satire uh absurdism and like frightened narcissist threatened by a changing world by you know things that he's not comfortable with emotions getting older feelings and uh, not being as cool as maybe he thought he was but it's it's great because it's a really recognizable character with the way that he dresses it up the way he's, he dresses up his scene his, his person and the delivery that he does is world-class you, you just can't you can't even yeah the average actor even can't get to that level where it just it's so fucking funny whatever he's saying 
Because yeah, if yeah, you look it, at that, you look at that dialogue and you try to put someone else there. Good luck, right? Because when you read these quotes, like for example, this next one, why give a hundred percent when thirty-five percent will get you paid and laid? You can just hear that in Kenny Powers and yeah. like in in Danny McBride's Southern Carolina yeah. draw, emphasizing the paid and laid. And, and it's like a what, like a baritone almost delivery, or there's bass behind it, or you know, yeah. some sound terminology. Why well, give a hundred percent? Well, you could give thirty five percent. You get paid and laid. Exactly. That's actually pretty good. Well, I, I've spent the last two years of my life fucking sitting on my couch, smoking hella dope, good ass green. There's the big man upstairs for that. Let's start with the slides here. We have slides from last episode that we didn't even get to. No, because hold that thought. I thought I had keyed up, but it was the wrong one. Surprise, surprise. My intern failed me again. You know the first scene in Inglorious Bastards where he goes, you know, the Nazi Hans Landa goes to the guy and drinks his milk? Yeah. So that's what I do still when I visit her, her family. <laughs> I show up I show up in Nazi paraphernalia. And I look for, <laughs> for oh, under the floorboard. Behind the paywall content here and, is what they call this. <laughs> and uh, I I ask my family, my wife's family for some milk and start a <laughs> guarding <laughs> enemies of the state hiding in their <laughs> yeah. uh, that's really funny yeah it's well cut i had a, I had a blast making that <clears throat> hey good thing hey listen if you're from if you're from the tribe you can make those jokes you know yeah. that's kind of the world we live in that's what, well there's no there's no humor anymore right we have lost a lot of the fun and, and energy as a people in in like the wake of uh, woke scolding yeah everything has to be done through a lens of is this going to ruin my life yeah which a lot of decision making should run that thought through your head you know, that should start that process of running that thought through your head. Um, but I think. Are you trying to come out? Of, uh, Lee, are you trying to come out to me right now? <laughs> With your wife in the other room. Oh. Okay. Behind the burka screen. 
I thought we were just warming up, bro. I thought we were just warming up. Ooh, Ooh Ryan's getting a little too saucy, a little too quick. Afternoon. Hey, there's a real. <laughs> I told you the kids were asleep, boy. We can do whatever we want. This is also this is also time I like to sleep. This is a good nap time for me. Two, in between two forty, two forty Eastern on mm-hmm. a on a Sunday. In between the show calls, where you go in the morning and you set up and you get to do all that bullshit, and then they stay there. The, the road crew that travels with them, they stay there all day. They do the show, the actual show, you know, where it could start like. 4 p.m. or 7 p.m. And then about time things wrap up, 10 p.m. or so, we got to be back there, sometimes a little earlier. And then we just go take everything down that we set up, all the curtains and uh, lights and equipment. It was like a a sound show. After going through your previous employment on our last prologue episode, Mm-hmm. This is like uh, this is like working at an investment bank in comparison. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't you no can't doubt. bitch about it to to anyone anymore after talking yeah. about yeah, I'm being up at three thirty in the morning at an ungodly hour. It's negative fifteen degrees outside. Mm-hmm. You're on a steady diet of jet fuel fumes and vending machine food vending machine food because you're in the fucking throwing airport. around luggage spraying down planes uh mm-hmm. in, in literally an existence that mo- that that should be done by robots by now mm-hmm. i think in the 70s they were like 100 percent. hey listen this is just going to be robotics by by in 50 years yeah unfortunately we missed the boat on that seems like humans are still a bit cheaper Mm-hmm. for now but whatever you're doing in the stage element that's just you know you're inside you get to use uh, your ingenuity to put things together and take things apart yeah you're not exposed to toxic chemicals and you probably get a little more respect yeah you can i can be appreciated a little bit more like a little bit less than just the number or a little bit more than just the number, which I definitely was there at the other one. And I, I tell them straight up, guys, I'm just happy to be here. But as we learned from a previous, previous episode, you're not part of the union yet. So exactly. Right? exactly. They can, so they can, they want. So there's, I thought about, there's like a psychological game they could be playing where they can get a lot out of the, new recruit or referral by not really by being super vague in a, in a position of power being vague can have can can leave people assuming endlessly right like they'd have no let's, let's follow that thought uh, trail mm-hmm. give us give us something uh give us a real real world example you're you're told to do a a task and you ask about feedback of the way that you set up just a, 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 like an eight by 10 platform that the, the drum set is gonna go on so they can wheel it on and off in between performers. And you 
tell you like report to your direct, uh, you know, supervisor and you kind of try to point to this is what I did. You try to get like, did I do that right? And they say like, well, you didn't do it wrong. <laughs> right. And I, I mean, I, I, Book of management that we study in mass in the business school. That's, that's not part one of the, the parts right yeah. there. Ambigu ambiguity. It's, it's brilliant though. It really and is. Cause if you, we've all been there. Like, Hey, did I do this right? And the guy's like, well, I, I guess this is the best you got. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, are you saying that because it's a, it's a real clear black and white issue. So there's only right. And there's only wrong. Or are you saying that because I did the bare level of what could one could say is correct. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it seems in that type of role, it's not going to be extremely mm -hmm. detailed in the in the critique, right? Well, yeah. you know, this board is a little loose and these nails could have gone in here and there a little better. And uh, the whole frame could have been established with a little more structure to it. Um, why don't you go back and give it another try? Yeah. It just, it just seems like they're trying to tell you that without telling you that. Yeah. That's kind of how you learn. I wish... I wish it was easier, but I see it a little bit more. It's, it's like the ambiguity that goes into like the new hire process in a lot of jobs. It's kind of similar. It's, it's like the comparison between the person that's been there a while or specifically the, the people in charge, their day-to-day -day has more to do with like, dear God, here I go again, doing the same fucking thing I do every day. And then someone new comes in and they're like immediately like, what? Don't you know what to do? Just fucking get it right now. Uh, and I get that uh, frustration. Like after especially a couple of years of doing something, you're brought, you, you, your day to day is so different. But if you're new, all your energy is going into trying to decipher all of the um, two dimensional relationship um who, like what who who means what to who interpersonal relationship information to the brain how can who should i specifically listen to and who is like really sensitive when they're not listened to who is my direct boss who is not who can i just not care about it's it, it's like there's a lot of specifics. It reminds me it reminds me of when I was 18, pledging the fraternity. And when you're 18, you really you have no idea what's going on. Uh, you just got to university like three weeks ago. You're a freshman, and you're showing up. And here's all these people who just know because they've been through it. Mm -hmm. You're like you're obviously asked to do a lot of stuff. Uh, out. uh is this where the other girls uh in school touch my penis uh uh, <laughs> uh what i've never the freshman going around pledging uh, i'd like to sign up for where girls <laughs> will touch my penis. we did establish again in a previous prologue episode that this is an incel focused podcast
Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna corner the market. We're gonna be fucking Uber of incel podcasting. We gotta have a niche. That's how there's people who focus on specific sports teams mm-hmm. or specific video games or elements of pop culture, history, mm-hmm. education. You gotta have a niche. So our niche is those who wish to have relations with a woman, but cannot for various reasons. I wish very much to make relations with women. We shall see what my future holds. Are you um, are you going lights out on your camera? I'm, what, what happened to my camera? I can't see. Oh, there we oh, go. There you okay. are. All right. I thought, I thought maybe you were changing. Yeah, I just uh, had a leave, leave that on the that leave that on the program, dog. We're, we said our nudity, remember? <laughs> partial ear nudity, maybe. Yeah. Don't get too excited, incel viewers. Um, what were we talking about? Fucking garbage. Oh, we were talking about flight. Uh, yeah, like joining this union and other being very ambiguous. And I was talking about showing up in college, and then you took us to in another whole direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess the point is sometimes you just have to figure it out. Right. And that's kind of what we're doing here. Kind of segues us into a nice, nice discussion. One day we'll have this figured out. We're creating a podcast. Above anything else. Click on the slideshow slideshow view so so we can we can kind of yeah, there you go. Be a slideshow. Yeah. We've never actually done that. It's funny. Love it. We're a podcast, and we're offering video. So audio's first, video's second. I'm thinking out loud about my steps, our steps. We do the, we get the mics because we want the good audio, and then we need a program for mixing the audio that's better than what I'm working with and storing. And then there's got to be a better... wholesale solution for mm-hmm. a place where you can upload audio recordings yeah. and modify them and keep them stored somewhere. There has yeah. to be a wholesale solution. Yeah. We're going to go through also, we're going to go through the, uh, the process of posting because it's, it's still something because the time that I, we finally got our, our uh, Patreon page to load was the time this past couple of days I've been busy. So I, every time I get down to my computer to work on it, I get uh, sidetracked and a lot of other fun ed- edits. And then now I've, I've been ready for like past 48 hours to post. And uh, yeah, so welcome to the show, everybody. Heavy, heavy, heavy laughter and applause. Post episode four recap. Perfect show. No notes. Uh, we are out of storage. My computer's out of storage. SoundCloud was, is only three episodes, basically worth of data, and now you'd have to pay for it. Google 
when I put the episodes on and I, I free up my computer storage, Google will be out of storage. Uh, I've also got just terabytes of porn building up. <laughs> yeah, I got to get rid of that. And saying it out loud makes it sound corny as shit. I know, but to me, it's going to be a lot of fun. No, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect because sense. it could be it could be the, the the radio show of the 2000s updated because people just aren't doing it. People, like it, it right. is a thing it, it, that you. I listen to a podcast from about 2019, and this time from like 2014 till you know most of the way through the Trump presidency so much podcasting that would come from guys like you and me is like hyper sensitive to getting a good grade by the professor opinions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about up and down how things are going to go take danny mcbride leaves hollywood because he can't get the type of storytelling he wants to do and he knows his team and he has a team and you can go back to home and you can live that life and you can start a new thing there and also have his freedom because Hollywood was a structured like old timers game of comedy when he was going in 30 years ago or whatever. So he's, he's, you know, people aren't going to applaud us for, for going over the same warm path of material. But doesn't mean we can't sample from the greats. And by the greats, I mean the worst of the best, the best of radio. Sample. We need interns. Where do we get interns from? Probably online. Yeah. But like without, obviously I want to pay them in experience. Mm -hmm. You get what I mean? This is America last time I checked. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. That's fine, right? Well, I, I, I'm really, um, I'm a big fan of bringing in people with diverse backgrounds. So I'd like mm -hmm. to get someone from another country that actually really struggles with the English language. Uh, having three people on a show, that, that keeps the air... Uh, it, it completely lightens our burden, or like a large margin. Sure, that like it can be too crowded for conversation, but to carry a show, three people—that's a good number. Right. Well, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about the volume of the contribution volume I'd like to see from this person. Mm -hmm. More of just, hey. Can you do this? Can you do that? Kind of like, kind of like you in your job right now. Yeah. Uh, just no one asked you for your opinion. Cues. Yeah. Hey Lee, Ryan, did I do this right? Well, you didn't do it wrong. Seems like that's the best you got. It, you know, that's actually something that Lex and Terry did. Like, not a, not, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't from another, another country. But he was like this college age type intern type character. And they called him Tate or something. <laughs> they referred to him as Taint. 
Yeah. And they just were always, yeah, they always just like, he was the do boy bitch that is, so it's a, it's a real like Gen Xer type motif. Yeah, totally. In, in, in the radio entertainment. I think it's just a motif in the office. for the Gen X in general, in their work environments. Someone, just, they don't know the work. guys who have made it and yeah. the guys who, who are, who are the taint. Yeah, they don't understand like an office setting or any setting if it doesn't if it's not that. Where's where's the intern? Where's the who's gonna who's gonna get us lunch? We're gonna get it ourselves. I need someone to file this. Hey man, anyone, listen, you, anyone you have a show, nephew? I, <laughs> you that's gotta, seventeen you, to twenty three. Uh, Mackenzie came to talk to us the other day, and it seems that you're not showing a lot of respect to our new intern. And we really hope that you can treat her a little more nicely next time you ask her to go get you some things from the supermarket because you don't have time. Yeah. That type of behavior mm -hmm. you have to correct now in, in 2020. Yeah, I can't fucking belittle human beings anymore in the workplace. Why even bother, right? Yeah, exactly. Why even show up to work? So what's so again, uh, leveraging my role as the person who moves things forward, which I won't mention again, but will be something I'll do continuously. What is this slide here? Okay, uh, I went I went backwards as I as we finished the last show last week into what we talked about. And I wanted to make notes of it to read through it with you, not specifically for the show, this episode that we're working on now, just uh, to try to recall anything that I was going to think of. Uh, we're going to go through trying to get the, the automated uh, home run of a single post to see if it blasts right. out everywhere. And um, and then who's our audience is just again. Karen's. Yeah, we're, we're going after Karen's. We talked about that. No, I don't think no we one's... used a specific word, but that was, after I listened back to it, it was very clear <sighs> that we were talking about. No one's going after Karen's, folks. <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't know why. I'm telling myself, that's just the beautiful people. It'll take me years and years to get better at that. Well, we've got plenty of time before mm -hmm. anyone listens to this. Mr. President, you will be a president for all of time. God Emperor. Yeah. So, okay. Now you go. Because you wanted to share. Because we didn't get to you. Last. I feel like we just, we just skipped over a ton of slides. Which is, I mean, I, the stuff I do is generally for, for content. Mm -hmm. You're kind of saying, I want to, I just want to go back to your slides for a second. So you, you say, Wait. I'd like to show. I'm sorry. I thought that was the end of my slides. I'm, I'm, my button froze then. Yeah, you, you unshared. Uh, you say things sometimes I don't understand what they mean. So happens all the time. I'd like to show to have seasons. How how do you think we should delineate seasons? Right now, prologue is season zero. Okay. Season one. When are we 
Is it when we have a specific format down? Like this is kind no, of when the... we get when we get mics. That's season one. That starts. Okay. Us. Yeah. Okay. Because then we could sound the minimum level bearable to just the anyone out there. Like when you click on a YouTube video and it's like this quality picture, and then you look on the sidebar, there's another with the title the same, but it's a better quality. You just go to the better quality. It, right. 2000, it's the year's 2020. So people are, they're expecting the most. Yeah, we, we're okay. third calendar year into 2020. But there's gotta be some, there's gotta be some appeal to, to being a complete, what the best an advantage of, to doing this a lot though. Yes. You get better at yes. talking. You get better at being interesting yeah. the more you do it. So anyone who's, I think that's one of the major hurdles of anyone I talk to that I tell them that I'm starting the podcast, like, oh, that's super cool. You know, I tried to do something like that. But what basically what they're saying to you is, oh, I hope you keep at it because I didn't. And if you keep doing it, you will find some level of success. Yeah, it's it's with anything. It might take 300 recordings until someone finds you. You've said something funny or controversial and you go somewhere. Hopefully not getting canceled. I looked at our analytics and we got two listeners in Russia or two listens, two listens in Russia. So somebody's out there and they've they're just trying to get some comedy and some nice English comedy. And um, we're, I mean, we're not sense considering our new sponsor. Do I, do I look at, do I look at myself as a hero? Listener, I'm shrugging. I don't know. I was going to say our new, our new sponsor for the show, because no one else will accept them as a sponsor. And they had to come down to our level is uh, Gazprom, the the Russian uh, oil and gas company, our new sponsor. We'll be doing ad reads for them. Uh, <laughs> do you yeah. know any Russian? No, I don't. I'll tell you, let's, 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 two words in Russian. First word, spasiba, is thank you. It's important. The next one is tepanimaj, uh, which is uh, do you understand? Tepanimaj. Spasiba. My friend. The reason I know the Panimaj is because when you go to the hospital, so my wife gave birth in Israel twice. And when you go to the hospital in Israel, all the nurses in the maternity ward are Russian. There's a lot of, there's a million people from the former Soviet Union that live in Israel. Just like a good 15% of the population. So when they're trying to describe something to you and your he- their Hebrew is indecipherable, your Hebrew to them is indecipherable because you have these horrible accents. And then they start speaking to you in Russian because they get frustrated. And it, this is very common. And then they ask you, and you say, niet, niet. and then they just walk away and you've accomplished nothing. So that's, uh, that's a short anecdote. Of, of my uh, foreign language experience. Very, that's, very, that's, uh, yeah, that's wonderful. I love not, that. I, you'd, I, I was going to say very nice people, but they're not. They're not very nice at all. They're probably the last people who should be working in a in a stressful hospital setting where a lot of care is needed. That, and that's, that is just not their forte. And that's beautiful. 
That right there is beautiful. It's beauty. It's like when a flower grows up from concrete. They didn't need to be that business oriented, but they chose to be that business oriented. So again, they're, they're able to treat more patients that way. It's like, yeah, okay, well, it is socialized sir. medicine. So you get what you get. You get what you uh, get. Taken care of, even if you have no money. There are advantages and disadvantages. As well, you have say. to go to the same doctors, poor people. That would suck. You have to be around poor people all the time. It's not oh. going to the same doctor as poor people. You are, you are sitting next to them. You that's are what, in the same hospital room as them. So that's how my neighbors feel living right next to me. <laughs> there is, there's 12 unit brand new condo townhouse living and, so, and they're all brand new and they're all, you know, 400K plus like the cheapest thing you can find in America, right? $400,000 to Lakeville, Georgia. Next exactly. To exactly, right? Exactly. There's no way they're worth that much money. Listener? That place is, a, I was there. Listener? That place is not a, let's say, an up-and-coming neighborhood. Real estate Listen, nice listen up. There. Hey, you do the research. I'm not gonna Google for you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be your teacher. You you can be someone else's student because it doesn't matter. Everything is an insane price. And yeah, all these poor people around with with like super poor functioning shit. You know, oh, you're talking. You're. We're not just talking about poor people. We're talking about people with drug addictions, mental health issues, um, Ew, all types gross. of problems. I pray for them. And I mean, I know the good Lord is with me. But why would you pay four hundred thousand dollars to live where you live? It makes no sense. It's a. It's illogical. It's not even gentrified. It's like they built one one new condo unit. I'm doing, Come on in. Come I'm on doing, in, white people from suburban suburban Atlanta. You want to live closer to the airport? <laughs> I'm doing my best here. I get on my, my road bike. I have just a super hipster attire. And I, instead of driving, I go cycle somewhere. I'm purchasing the IPA cans out of the corner liquor store cooler i'm going to all of the pizza places and hanging out there like they're the coolest spot to go on instagram i'm here this, i'm living this in the street on the streets of atlanta yes look at me i'm probably this dropping a live look in at ryan through i'm on, I'm in, on that's actually you actually <laughs> that's it's so embarrassing that you caught me on my fixie i never ride that anymore <laughs> um but that's totally me oh man where do you get where do you get one of these hats from one of these cycling caps oh this is a it, it's a whole new york times article on cycling caps return as a fashion statement from 2015 cycling so caps bit, hold on one second <laughs> <laughs> 
listener, I put on my cycling cap. Uh, shout out to uh, fucking some Austin brewery. Did a, a ride with uh, Tour de Carl, their Carl Lager or something. I don't know. I was hammered drunk. Frank Strack, the founder of the Cycling Culture website, whatever, has written extensively about the rules for wearing the caps, basically never when not on a bike. End of dilly, dilettante assimilation. We're militarily protective of our aesthetic. To see an article of our clothing adopted by the hipster crowd who know literal, little of the hard work and suffering is highly disrespectful. It also says, like, Rothera Cycling in Austin, Texas. <laughs> it's the Austin, Texas cycling hat. Yeah. yeah. Did you, hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to uh, Aging Millennial Hipsters and Newly Gentrified Communities Cycling Thursdays. Did everyone bring... Your Austin, Texas cycling cap. Okay, put it on right now. Everyone, put it on. I, put I, it on. I feel like I feel like at this point you can't do that anymore. I don't ever wear. I don't ever wear that thing out. Because what am I going to do? Look like fucking that guy. <laughs> it's an aggressive well, wear. Move. It. I mean, you someone call it. it. Someone call it peacocking. It's an aggressive move. You could wear it in a cynical sarcastic nature right yeah it's just fashion so it's coming back it, it comes back tour de carl yeah. that's a beautiful beautiful cycling cap it's fucking tight i got it when i went we we did 15 miles or something around the city as and we we stopped at all the bars to have a car or whatever. Okay. It's a, it was a local brewery. Fuck, I forget the name. God. What was it like a pedal? Was it a pedal pub or something? No. You're riding actual bikes. It's a fucking brewery, dude. Don't make me define that on your ass. Slaves, bitches always kiss my feet. Stay out of my way, you bitch. I can deal with your fake ass me. They thought that I had stopped. It was over, I had dropped. Bitch, I had my plans out here. I'm only just at my start. You will have to kill me to make me fucking stop. I was already dead again. You can hurt me, only God. Party till I die. With my chin up hot. Fuck em all, fuck em back. Twerk like it's my last day on this earth. Let the dollar make a work work. You know what a brewery looks like? Walk into a brewery right now. What do you see? First thing, first thing at the counter. Who do you see? They are standing. They no, they are standing there in denim. They have denim on. And then you look over to the left and you see 
the fucking vats of pressurizing fermentation or whatever the fuck beer is. He's a large white man. He probably has uh, calf tattoos, Celtic or... Oh, you got it. Okay. Or uh, nature. There's a couple more white guys. There is people of color there. And it's a good vibe. Everyone's having a good time. And most of the people drinking there, uh, visiting while on a bike or talking about their bike that's at their house. Sounds like a wild crew. Basically, like basically the hottest swinger sings in your city. Hey, we saw you from across the courtyard and uh, we like your vibe. Are you seeing anyone? Would you like to have a beer with us? Wait, wait, the, wait. One, the one place you go to and you're just like, yo, I want to chill out. Good scene. I want a good fresh, I want a good fresh IPA, straight from one of the fucking big tanks right over there. I want to go to the White Ball Brewery, and just live there for the rest of my life. Straight from the tea. I found it. So I found this playlist. I know I'm going on. I don't. I I think our bike to, bike cap discussion has run its course. I, I've kind of <laughs> lost you there. <laughs> So this is, uh, this is, I don't know, Best of Rock 2003. There are some. Bang, 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 bang. Yo. Bring Me to Life, Ever Essence. Number one song from 2003. No doubt, without, no doubt, that's number one song for 2003. Lee has pulled up his Spotify. We're going through. Yeah, the, the Best the, of the Rock play. 2003. Best of Rock 2003 with Ever Essence on the cover. Shout out. Awesome, by the way. Shout out to... Isn't she from Florida? Aren't they from Florida? Who, who's, the, who's that playlist creator? Spotify artist? Spotify itself, yes. Yeah, Shout creator. out to Spotify. We will give no credit to any of the artists on this playlist. Shout out to the creator of the playlist. We believe in DJs here on Garbage Juice. We believe in the art of sampling and free content. Yeah, content the actual be creators. Free. Content should be free. Ours will be paid for with content. Are you? She did live in West Palm Beach, Florida. I know she lived around Jupiter, where I grew up. She, the the singer of Ever Essence, but she lived all over the place. So we're not. I'm not going to claim her. Um, Numb, Lincoln Park, Lincoln Park Meteora, which was their second big release after uh, Hybrid Theory, pretty sure. Yep. Wow. What an album. When you're, when you were, when I was uh, 17, um, Blink-182, The Reason, and The Reason, that's like the first song. There's just, there's just no music. Seven Nation <laughs> Army. Limp Biscuits cover of Behind Blue Eyes, Minerva by Deftones, one of the best songs, one of my favorite songs. Really? Molly's Chamber, this was the first Kings of Leon album, Youth and Young Manhood, came out in 2003. Like, what? Yeah, that takes nothing back, good. Man. There's nothing good anymore. A Perfect Circle, Tools Side Project, the news, amazing song. Snow, uh, I mean, AFI, Girls Not Great. Oof. What banger am I supposed banger to do? After banger after banger. 
what am I supposed to do? Go to my local record shop and buy a CD of the weekend and then go home <laughs> and play that CD when a dancer comes over and we just like have just like a really romantic and respectful, intimate time in the in my living room by my fireplace. And then I offer to pick up her, her, her Uber for a ride home. And what? Don't be scared. Don't be scared I supposed to get to, back into the... Am I supposed to enjoy that? Is it supposed to be fun? Don't be scared to get into the 2003 rock again. Don't be scared. I don't hear it enough out there, you know, on the streets, on the radios, on people's little Bluetooth things at the, at the beach. Don't be afraid to get back into this stuff, folks. I mean, I think there's a lot of hidden appreciation out there. It doesn't have to be, uh, let's, let's bring it back 20 years ago. 2003 is coming back. First, first, you're the first to know coming from the Garbage Juice podcast. 2003 is coming back. It's going to come back real hard. It, it already has come back. Grunge, is, grunge already made its way back in, onto the runway. So fucking newsflash on me. Yeah. Everything 2003 was good. I don't think anything bad happened in 2003. Not a single thing. Not a single bad thing happened in 2003. So uh, had, grab a few articles. One quick view here. Uh, shout out uh, to me. Shout out to <laughs> five. Everyone check out public playlist. Uh, Mids Rock. Mids Rock. All that, all that rock on the radio when you could go to your, your guy or your gal and get a fat Ziploc bag of mids for like $27 and, and you turn on the radio and it was all this shit. Okay, back let's, to you. Let's get some likes. Let's get some likes for, for Ryan's uh, playlist from Mid Rock. Mids Rock, everybody. Check it out. Spotify, my creation. I did it. No thanks to any of the artists. Face last the snake. 